We're in a series on be anxious for nothing. Okay. And uh, in a world in which, uh, you know, you have watched people who literally there are people last night who did not sleep. Because they're worried about what's going to happen. Uh, we don't we, we don't have to live there. Uh, we don't have to live in, in those circumstances. We've been talking about Paul in the book of Philippians. He talks about this and he talks about it in chapter four. And, and so here's where we are. First of all, every Sunday I keep adding more stuff to the stage. And so I know you're getting nervous, but don't worry. Uh, it's all got a purpose. All right. It's all got a purpose. Um, somebody says, is this like the tent to protect the pianist from anything going on? No, uh, <laughs> um, this is this is the idea. We talked about the idea of rejoice in the Lord. We talked about that the storms of life are going to come no matter what. And that you and I, as believers, we have ability to, to be under the shelter of God, the shelter of the Almighty, the shelter of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that we need to do is we need to rejoice. We need to thank God for what he's provided. We need to thank God for the safety that we have. We need to be able to rejoice. And we talked about how valuable that is. And we let this represent the idea that God protects us as believers. We, we don't sit out there having to figure it out on our own like the world is right now. We can sit back and go, God's always taking care of us. God will take care of us. Even though I get sick, God will take care of me. Um, we're, we're able to do that because we can rejoice in what God has given us. We talked about last week about the idea of resting. The idea that, that um, our gentleness should be known unto all. That as the world looks at us, they see us differently because we don't have to respond in panic. We don't have to respond in, 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 in crazy um, scenario, end of the world kind of scenarios because we understand that the Lord is near. That the Lord is right there and that we can depend on the Lord because there's nothing that we go through where Jesus is not right there beside us. And so we've talked about that idea. So we don't need to be anxious. We don't need to be, have that that doom and gloom, end of the world philosophy, because we can rejoice in what God's provided. We can rest in the fact that the Lord is near. So this morning, we want to talk about how do we talk to God about all of this stuff? How do we, how, how do we, how do we handle this idea of, 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 of dealing with, with the Lord and, and, and our requests, things that are heavy on our heart? Yeah, I know that, but Lord, this is what's heavy on my heart. How do we deal with that? So that's where we're going to go this morning, okay, um, on that aspect. And we're going to talk a lot about this idea of prayer, uh, because that is the key uh, to what he's talking about here. But before we get there, we need to talk about where we are. And I'm going to steal some of this from Andy Stanley in the series we're going through right now. And um, I want to talk just a minute about the world that most of us live in. And most of us live in, I believe, one of three worlds, the land of Ur, the land of Est or the land of Ah. That's my, the world that I added to Andy Stanley deal. So let's talk about the world um, of Ur that most people, most of you live in. Here's your world. If I could be happier, I would be able to handle life better. If I could be bigger, then things would go better. If I had a bigger tractor, if I had a bigger this, if I had a bigger that, if I could be smarter, or if my kids were smarter, it would be easier for them to get through and get college. It would be cheaper for me. It would be cheaper, okay? Uh, if I was richer, I wouldn't have to worry about my kids in college. Uh, if I was, 
The car that I have is okay, but I want the car that is newer. Uh, I wish I was younger. I wish I was healthier. I wish I was skinnier. I wish I was marrieder. Those of you who are single, okay? If I can get married, if I can find the right person, then all my problems will be solved. That is only said by somebody who's not married, all right? Because you trade this set of problems for that set. I'm not saying marriage isn't great. I love marriage. Marriage is awesome. But it's one set of problems for another set of problems, okay? Um, So we live in this land of Ur, and we think that if I had one of these Ur's, things would be better. And I would be able to live life better. And you have a whole world of people who are pursuing this. <clears throat> Every time you watch something on TV, this is what it's about. The land of earth. Some of you are not content to live in the land of earth. And you, like me, pursue the land of est. I want to be the happiest of anybody in the room. I want to be the biggest. I want to be the biggest farm in the county, I want to be the biggest producer in the area. Some of you, I want to be the smartest person in the room. Well, I would say go to a kindergarten room, but I'm telling you, some of those kids are brilliant. Um, you know, I want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be the richest person in, the, in, in my group of friends. Um, I want to have the newest thing that's out there. You know, some of you, I I literally, I have people who I know, they will stand in line to get the newest iPhone that comes out. Or what it is, they've done it for years. Got to have the newest. Uh, Youngest, I want to be the youngest person in my group of friends. Uh, I want to be the healthiest out of anybody. Um, I want to be the skinniest, you know. And, And, you know, the people that I see sometimes pursuing weight loss things, I'm like, look, honey, um, if you think that is skinny, you know, I mean, I, I, if you think you're fat, really, you, you've got a really big perception problem here, okay? Um, and by the way, okay, can I, I want to talk young ladies just for a second, okay? So, because you guys get sucked into this really big time. Um, huh? Yeah, and I'm going to go over here. Yeah. Um, so let me talk to young ladies here for a second. Listen to me. Study history. Do you understand that in the last 150 years, for the first time in the history of the world, we have actually said skinny is, is the best? You look at hist- history, you look at paintings, paintings of beautiful women for hundreds and thousands of years. If they look like what we are saying you should pursue today, um, they, w- they were sick because throughout history, that has never been the, the, the model, okay? And all of a sudden now, we have gone down that route. Same thing. You look at throughout history, for the first time, youth has been the focus to pursue. And for the first time in history, age is something that we shy away from. But in most cultures, age is honored and something that people look forward to. I have friends who are like, I don't want to be called grandpa. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I, I have earned every bit of that title. 
I've raised two children to be able to get married and to have children. I am not going to shy away from the, the age thing. I'm going to embrace it wholly. Because throughout history, age is something that's often associated with wisdom and honor. We're the first culture that says, as you get older, try to be younger. And I have some friends who honestly, I want to slap them silly. Hey, they're my age. I, I have, I, they're my age and they're marrying people that are half their age and they're doing in this bodybuilding thing and they're trying to look like they're 30. <laughs> this is why my wife prays every day that I keep my mouth shut, all right? So anyway, go on. But some of you, you go, I'm not the land of her, I'm not the land of us. You live in the land of I. This is mine. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Within five minutes of talking to you, you're talking about some failure in your past or something you should have done or would have done or could have done or wish you had done. And you live in this world of, if, if, if I had done this, my life now would be so much better. There is no win in comparison, period. It is a losing game every time. And we live in this world. And if Paul wanted to live in this world, he would have never written Philippians chapter 4. Because this is the world. This is what happens to us. We get caught up in this comparison thing. We get caught up in this land of earth. I just had this. In this land of S. In this land of O. You know, I should have done this. And I should, we can all talk about that. There's no win. Now, understand that. Okay? So as we head into this this morning, we need to understand this is not the place that we want to live, all right? So we want to have the same attitude that Paul had about rejoicing in the Lord, understanding that the Lord is near, resting in that fact, and then listen to what he says this morning. Here's what he said. Don't be anxious about anything. What's the next phrase? Every situation. This is where we fail. I think this is one of the biggest issues that we fail in right here. Every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So let me break down a couple of things. See the word prayer, petition, and request? Those are three different words in the Greek language. There's three different ideas there. We're going to break those down in a minute. I want to spend time, first of all, in the idea of in every situation. Because most of you are like me. You believe that God is super busy. He's got a lot going on. So you only want to bring the big things to him. So every time you come up against something in your life, you look at it and go, okay, on a scale of one to 10, is this a one or a two or, oh, this is a, this is a, this is a number nine. I'll, I'll pray about this one. And if it's a number one or a number two, it's like, no, nah, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to bother God with that. Okay, now listen, I'm a grandfather, okay? And uh, as a grandfather, I have a, Claire is, uh, I don't know, four, three, four, four and a half, four and a half. Ooh, man. I'm an old grandfather. Um, <laughs> Four and a half. And we get Claire every once in a while, and she stays overnight Friday night and Saturday, and then we need like another week to recuperate. And then, um, but we get Claire overnight. And uh, my routine is Saturday morning, um, uh, you know, I make my wife and I, we have breakfast, we watch, we, we have a show that we enjoy watching in the morning, and then I go in my office and work, get everything, just kind of polish everything up, get everything all ready for Sunday. And uh, on the days that we have Claire, because you know what? You know what Claire wants to do? 
You know what I hear all day, all morning? Grandpa, grandpa, grandpa. And what I do is I bring her to my office and say, honey, grandpa's busy. He does not want to hear you calling his name. You need to get out of here and stop bothering. No way. I love hearing grandpa. I love hearing grandpa. Grandpa, what, honey? Can you come here? Hey, honey, I'll be there in just a minute. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. Why? She wants to talk to grandpa. And grandpa is more than willing. She came in the last time she was here. She's fascinated by her series on Exodus. And I'm, I'm learning a lot from a five, four-year-old on Exodus. She comes and goes, Grandpa, can I see the frog lady again? Well, honey, what are you talking about? You know, the frog lady. The, the goddess with the frog head. So I brought it up my computer and said, this is the frog lady. I said, you got any other questions? Yeah. What, what does Pharaoh look like? Okay, let me show you what a Pharaoh looks like. Jean broke the news to her that Pharaoh's dead, and that just rocked her world. But we're, we're getting there. Um, but it doesn't matter. When she, wants to, when she says, Grandpa, I am all ears. Why? I love to hear that. You think your God's any different? Um, in fact, it, it was revolutionary. When Jesus uses the word Abba when he prays to the Father, let me tell you something. That, that, that is like, a, it means Daddy. That's how God wants to see. It's the idea of, I can rejoice in the Lord because the Lord is dear. So listen, Daddy, here's what's going on. Right or wrong, particularly those of you who your kids are out of the house, when they call and just want to talk to you about nothing, you're all ears, aren't you? And those of you with teenagers, your kid sits down. And kids, I don't suggest you do this because it, it'll put them in a the hospital. Um, you know, you come home, kids... You know, you come home and say, Mom, Dad, can we sit down and talk? And you sit down at the table, and of course, as parents, you're playing all the scenarios. Okay, what's blah, 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 blah. And they say, you know, I just wanted to spend a little time with you. How's your day going? Now, it'll kill them, so don't do this, okay? <laughs> but right or wrong, parents, you would, you would bend over backwards to have that kind of thing happen. Why? Because most of the time you're trying to pry information out of them. God's no different. Lord, I got in my car today and it started. That's awesome. Thanks. I, I know you do that every day. But Lord, just thanks. Lord, you, you know what? I, I got to do this today and I just want to thank you for it. Lord, yeah, this is crazy, Lord, but you know what? I was able to get out of bed this morning. Thanks, Lord. That's what we're talking about in every situation. In every situation. And what happens is we don't practice this, so all of a sudden big things come, and then all of a sudden we're trying to develop a prayer life. When all the prayer life is, it's a conversation with God. God, thanks for the day that you've given me. I'm going to talk a lot about this later on. It's the idea of in every situation. Um, listen to what Peter says, because this is what I think happens to us. Peter says, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The idea of casting has the idea to put away. Right? So this is going to be a little extreme. But if you know me, I like extreme. So I guarantee you, you won't forget it. So here's what I did. Um, every, here's, the, here's the routine in our house. Okay? Um, we have like, in our kitchen area, we have actually four trash cans. Okay? We actually have four trash cans because I don't want to take trash out every day. I would just throw it in there. And then about every two or three days, we go in and whenever one's full, we, we, we fill it up. So, okay, yeah, we have... 
two there, one at the sink, and then one in the utility room, all, all there in that area. Just want to help you out. So, um, so this morning, on, on, on the way to church, I thought, I'm going to go get some trash. I'm going to illustrate this for you, okay? So here's what happened. Um, this was the trash from this week. Um, this was, uh, what happened is Saturday, we gathered up the bags and we threw them away. By the way, this is the one with diapers, I already checked. Okay, so relax. Um, and you're getting really nervous over there. Um, so what happens is, we gather up, we take out a trash can, I put it into our trash can, which sits in my garage, and then on Wednesday night, I take my trash, I wheel it out to the road. On Thursday morning, about 9 o'clock, the truck comes by, does a little grappling thing, picks it up and dumps it in the thing, puts it down there, and then I wheel my thing back in, and then every week, then that's the routine, okay? So that's what happened this week. So this week, as we were going through it, now here's the idea, okay? When I do this, when I put something in the trash can in my house, okay, and then I put it in a trash can that goes out to the street, and then on Wednesday, I get rid of it, I have cast all of my trash, all of my stuff away. Got it? Everybody, is anybody confused on the concept here? Okay. I got a few teenagers. You guys will get it, okay? Um, they actually raised their hand, okay? So, let me show you what we do. You want to know what prayer is? This is prayer. Casting all my anxiety on him because he cares for me. You know how most of us live? Oh, my wife threw this away. And this is distilled vinegar, white vinegar. I want to make sure the trash guy gets this on Thursday morning. I don't know that that's the best way to do it. So I'm going to hold on to this this week. Because I want to make sure the trash guy gets it Thursday morning. My wife sees me carrying around the bottle and goes, honey, I threw that out. Why are you carrying I want to make sure the trash guy handles it properly. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to get up on Thursday morning. At 8 o'clock, I'm going to go stand at the end of my driveway because he comes at 9. I don't want to miss him. When he pulls up with his truck, I'm going to knock on his door so he gets out of the truck. I'm going to hand it to him. And I'm going to tell him, I want to make sure that you throw this away properly. And I'm going to watch him pick it up, climb to the top of his truck, and throw it in. And my wife looks at me and goes, honey, put it in the trash can. I'm like, honey, look, I, I, I know that's what I should do. But if when he picks it up and dumps it, the wind catches it, and it blows it into my ditch, then I'll have it for another week. And I need it to be handled the right way. Because this is the way I want it handled. I want to make sure it goes in the trash can. And so my wife looks at me all week, and every time she sees me, I'm doing this. <laughs> she's, going, she's going, my husband has lost his mind. And this is how most of us live. Lord, I want you to take care of this. Lord, I, Lord you're not handling it the way I think it ought to be handled. Lord, I think it 
You know what, Lord? I'll tell you what. Here's the deadline, and I need you to do this a certain way by then. And that way I'll know that you're in control. But until then, Lord, I'm just going to make sure that you handle this the way I want to handle. And you go, you need to pray about it. Oh, I did. I did. I, I prayed about it. Just to be sure. It would be crazy enough if I just did it with one thing. But you know what we do? Maurice's catalog. Yeah, you can keep that in there. Oh, my wife threw this out. How dare she throw this out? There are people who will see this and buy things, and when I go to the store, they may not have them. So I need, and you know what? If there's anything the wind could catch when it goes in the trash, it would be this. So I definitely, I got to hang on to this, Lord. Got to make sure this one gets put away right, too. And then, um, oh, my Time magazine. Wow, this is my Time magazine. I, you know, I mean, if the wind catches this, I'm telling you, it doesn't get thrown away right, and the wind takes, oh, this is Bloomberg news, um, and the wind doesn't, I mean, I, I could have a whole ditch full of magazine. So I'm going to make sure, I'm going to give all this to my guy on Thursday morning. And the next thing you know, I'm walking around all week long with all of this stuff because I'm not sure the trash guy's going to handle it right. You go, that's silly. Really? And that's how most of us live our life. I'm going to take all these anxieties that I was never designed to carry, and I'm going to carry them around all week long because I want to make sure the Lord handles it the way I think it ought to be handled. Instead of going, you know what? I'm not going to focus on that anymore. And on Thursday morning, it drives away and goes to the landfill. One of the reasons some of you are so frustrated is because you say you've prayed about it. But what you've done is you've prayed about it and then pulled it out of the trash can. This idea of casting all your care upon him is not what you're doing. Casting has the way of pushing away. And you need to understand this. You go, well, yeah, but it's, you don't understand how easy it is to take it back up. Yes, I do, because you know what Satan does? Satan lives at your trash can. And Satan goes, hey, God's not with you handling taking that one like you want him to handle it, is he? And we go, oh, yeah, God. We pick it up and we start carrying it. Is this making sense to you? Because this is why. And then I have people go, we, you know, I prayed about it. Prayer doesn't work. <sighs> Look, one of the things I do with Claire, one of the things that I do with Claire, I like to challenge Claire. So I love pushing kids and, and making them. To, so one of the things that I did with Claire when she was, I mean, she's probably two when I did this. Went out to my shop, got the biggest bolt that I could find, the biggest nut that I could find, the biggest washer that went on, put it all together and handed it to her and said, here, play with it. Because I wanted her to learn the dexterity of, you know, righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Um, I still mess that up sometimes. But I wanted her to get, start getting those concepts down. So, and, and, and I would watch her and she'd get frustrated. 
You know what I'd do? Just watch her. And I'd let her get frustrated. Until she came in and says, Grandpa, can you help me? Oh, yeah, honey, I'll help you. Let me show you how to do that. But I'm not going to help her until she gets frustrated enough to ask me for help. What's really smart is when she looks at it and goes, Grandpa, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me? Sure, honey, let me show you how to do that. God's no different. He's not some angry God. He's sitting up there going, look, if you want to carry it, I'll let you carry it. Till you get frustrated enough to say, hey, Lord, take care of this, will you? And you cast it aside. And that's what Paul's saying. Paul says, look, and so we come back to our verse. Here's what Paul says. He says, look, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Paul says, look, here's what you got to do. Just as this idea of prayer is the idea of, of depending on it, he uses three words, prayer. This is the idea of everyday conversation. Okay? This is the kind of conversation that, you know, it's like, Lord, you know, thanks for the great day. Uh, Lord, you know, um, thanks for a great health care system. Uh, Lord, thanks for, for, for what you're doing here, what you're doing there. Lord, thanks for the way you're taking care of my family, the way you're doing this. Thanks for letting me live in this country, Lord. Lord, I got out of bed today. It was awesome. I slept last night, had a roof over my head. I had heat, um, went in, turned on water. I had water. I had all kinds of food to choose from, Lord. Just thanks. Prayer, everyday kind of conversation. Then he talks about petition. This is a little bit different idea. This is the idea with it that has humility tied to it. The idea of petition has this idea of I don't go into God with demands. I don't go into God with the idea of, okay, God, you have to do this this way. I go in humbly. Just like with Claire. Um, Claire has this thing where every once in a while when she doesn't get her way, she pouts. I don't know where she learned it. But I look at her and I say, Claire, um, if you're going to pout, then I'm not going to help you. Because that's not the way you get something from Grandpa. If you want me to help you, you come and ask me and I will help you. But pouting is not the way you're going to get what you want. It's the idea. We don't go into God and, and there are people who say, oh, pray this way. Make this, make this statement, you know, say this statement a certain way and it guarantees that God's going to. God's not some genie in a bottle that you rub. And he says, you go in with a petition, you go in with a humility about yourself. This is, Lord, look, and I think humility has the idea of honestness and openness. Um, and it's the idea of, Lord, look, thanks for, in my in this situation, Lord, thanks for providing, here's the way I pray for health stuff. Lord, thanks for providing great health care system. Thanks to the doctors being able to figure this out. Thanks for the doctors putting the right people in the right place in order to be able to get it. But Lord, listen, I'm just too busy for this to happen to me right now. So I don't have time for this. And Lord, you've got all of a sudden now, you've got all these doctor appointments and all this other stuff that I got to do and I just don't want to do it. So Lord, I'm really frustrated right now. And I'm going to need your help and your strength. I pray honestly. That's the idea of petitions, that honest kind of, of attitude about, Lord, we're going through financial struggles right now. We've done the best that we can, but, Lord, things just aren't working out the way that we wanted them to work out. We don't know what to do here, Lord. It's idea humbly coming before God, telling him, explaining to him. And then he talks about the idea of your request. 
It's an interesting word. It has with it behind it the idea of specific. I think this is where I fall short. I think this is where a lot of us fall short. We really we just kind of pray these general prayers. Um, you know, Lord, help me. You know, you got a big meeting coming up. You're all nervous about it. Talking to a boss or somebody else. And, and, and it's like, okay, Lord, just help me. Can, can I challenge you with something? Can I challenge you to pray specifically? Let me give you the difference. Let's say I want to, let's say you and I want to get together sometime. And I come up to you after the service and I say, hey, you know, we need to get together sometime. And you go, yeah, we do. What are the odds of us getting together? Not going to happen. What if I come up to you after the service and say, hey, look, uh, my wife and I would really love to have coffee with you sometime or just a dessert. Um, would you guys be willing to come over at seven o'clock on Friday night for an hour? What are the odds of us getting together now? Pretty good. You go, well, I got something at seven. Then you look at me and you go, hey, you know what? Friday night, what about Saturday? Why? Because we like specific. And it's the same thing with God. When I pray specifically with God, I then can see God at work. It's easy for me to see God's hand in it. Rather than saying, God, just bless this. It's like, Lord, you know, I got this meeting coming up and the boss doesn't like me. And I got to talk to the boss about some really tough thing. So, Lord, I need you to calm my heart. I need you to put them in a good mood. And Lord, I need you to really be there in that meeting to help me get through this meeting. And all of a sudden you come out of the meeting and you go, you know what? I've never seen my boss like that. I can't believe that they were responsive to it. I can't believe, or I can't believe my, 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 my boss flew off the handle, went screaming, yelling, hollering. And normally I would have handled it this way. But there was something in me that handled it different. Specific request. That's the difference. Um, and, and, and here's where, this is hard for a lot of you, I get this, but it's the idea of sharing. Um, I, I love this. I got this off Facebook, so there you go. This is why you pray. Because there are times that you're the one trying to get over that big gulf. And it'll be other people helping you, praying for you. Because I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest with you enough to go. There are certain situations that I'm just too overwhelmed by to even pray for. And you're like, oh, you're the pastor. Don't you pray for everything? No, there's some things that are just too, it's just like God, I, you know, I, I, it's just too much. But I have people that do pray for me and that carry some of that load during those times. Because this is the reality of this is what Paul is talking about. And then he adds one other thing. He talks about the idea of thanksgiving. Because I think that's a big part. Of, I put this up just because I think this is a great picture of what we deal with sometimes. You ever see, remember those storms and all of a sudden the sun pokes through the clouds after a storm and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Now that you're all calm, let's go to the next one. Uh, this is what Paul, Paul's going to say this later in the chapter. Here's what he says. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, um, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Paul says, look, I know you guys cared about me and you couldn't do anything about it. That's okay. I'm not saying this because I'm in need. I'm not telling you that because I still have needs and I want you to still come up and fix stuff for me. He said, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Paul said contentment with this idea, that's this idea of thanksgiving, is really, really important. He says, I know what it is to be in need, what it is to have plenty. I've learned, notice the word, 
the secret of being content. I think that is very important in this passage. Paul didn't say, I've learned the principle, I've learned the lesson, I've learned the thing that everybody... He said, there's a secret to this. In any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul says, you know what, here's what I've learned. There's a secret to living in a land of contentment when you're in a world of chaos. When you're in a world of everybody wanting er and est and ah. Paul said, I've learned that there's a secret to that. And part of that secret is exactly what he's talking about here. I've learned to have that conversation with God about everything. I've learned to humbly tell God exactly what's going on in my life. I've learned to sit there and say, Lord, this is my specific request. This is how I'd like you. I'm trusting you. This is, this is the, what I want. But Lord, I, I'm really casting this on you. I'm letting you take care of this. And I'm just going to have to trust the way that you handle this. And Lord, I'm so thankful that I have you. That I can rejoice in the fact that you're, you're with me and you can help me through this. And I understand you're near and I'm really going to lean on you, Lord. There's a secret to living that life of calm without anxiety, and this is it. And Paul said, this is what I've learned. And I'm a big fan of really sitting back and looking at how blessed we really are. Um, We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to be grateful for. I mean, you can say whatever you want about everything that's going on in the world right now, but you know what? The fact that we have a world that's connected enough that we can know what's happening on the other side of the world instantly and deal with things on our side of the world differently. I mean, can you imagine back in the old days where nobody knew about this and all of a sudden, you know, five, six, seven, eight months later, you know, part of our connectedness as a world is, is a result of all of it. You know, you find good in all this stuff. You know, do I think social media is way out of line right now? Oh, yes. Does that mean I want to get rid of social media? No, I'm thankful and grateful for social media. Put me in contact with friends that I, have, I, I would not have contact with for 30, since, for 30 years. I love some aspects like that to it. Are we content with what we've got? Some of you, you look at something somebody else has got, and the first thing you want to do is go into the land of e, er, est, or uh, Instead of sitting back saying, God, I'm glad you gave that to them. Because now I can borrow it. Um, you know? I mean, really. I mean, you know, seriously. You know? I, I, don't, I don't envy the stuff that other... I won't say that. Because um, my wife will call me out when we get to dinner. Because um, I do think I need it. Because um, they have it. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it, it's easy to go there. It's easy to go there. But we have to be honest here. And some of you, one of the reasons that you're struggling, honestly, is because you say that you've prayed about it and you say that you're trusting God. But if you were honest with yourself, it's not what's happened. If you were honest with yourself, you allowed Satan to come up close, to open up the can and say, hey, I don't think God's handling it quite the way you want to. Why don't you take that back up? You're walking around in your life like this. I've learned to be content. Uh, oh, no, that's not going to be on Facebook, is it? Okay, okay, all right. Uh, yeah. 
I have enough stuff to explain on Facebook without, <laughs> you know, without stuff like that. This is why I'm glad we don't broadcast the messages live. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, stuff like this. It's like, you know, the pastor brought a trash can on the stage. Really? Yeah, you just got to come and see it. Uh, you never know what's going to be up there next. But, I mean, this is what happens. We carry around us stuff. And we wonder why we can't find peace and contentment. We wonder why we, we, we live in a world, our world is so filled with anxiety and all of that kind of stuff. Because God didn't design us to carry this stuff. He designed us to be able to cast it upon him, to put it aside and not focus on it anymore. That's my challenge to you this week. You take your requests to God. You let him take care of it. You trust him that whatever happens is part of what he wants and that he will use it for his honor and his glory no matter what. So I end this morning with this. Again, with this idea that Paul reminds us that prayer, not despair, should be our response to trials. Specific prayers sourced in humility and thanksgiving need to be a daily practice. Whatever you're carrying this morning, cast it on the Lord. And stop carrying stuff you were never designed to carry. Let's pray. Lord, help us. Easy to say, hard to do. Uh, Lord, we've all got situations, circumstances, things that are overwhelming. And the Lord, every time we try to put it on you and we try to walk away from it, Satan brings it right back up. And before we know it, we've embraced it again. So help us to try to learn this idea of, Lord, taking it to you, putting it upon you, and then just trusting you, Lord, to handle it in the best way possible. And, Lord, when it is all said and done, may the world that is sitting around watching us see a group of people who have calm in the middle of chaos, who have this attitude of calm trust in a world that's getting crazier every day. So use us. May people see you in us. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Um, let's stand. We're going to sing the first